Erica. And Liana. Come join us on Patreon. Where you can unlock weekly episodes, videos, and... Be invited to Patreon-exclusive Zoom meetups. Just download the Patreon app and search for Night Guys Podcast. Or go to the website, www.patreon.com forward slash nightguyspodcast. You can join for as little as $2 a month for full access. See you on Patreon. Squiddle deedle 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 deedle. Podcast. We're here to join you weekly to cover weird and spooky stuff, supernatural, extraterrestrial, cryptid, culty, true crime, and terrible things like Erica. <laughs> All right, what are you going to cover me with? Uh, fine lotions. Ooh! <laughs> yes. We're win, both, win, baby! We're both using ice rollers on our face as we speak so that we can become vampires and stay young forever. Guys, if you have virgin blood please mail it to what's our address <laughs> we have a po box we do i forget it i don't know what it is but we'll let you know later and uh mail us that that v blood guys <laughs> i don't know how to use it yet i'll find a way you're supposed I'll, to bathe uh, in it synthesize it is mm. that what one does yeah sounds right that sounds like something uh they do in underworld <laughs> Right? Yes. I don't know. We're trying to stay young forever. It's gotta work. I would hope so. They do those vampire facials. I, w- I don't understand. I understand it, but I don't. You know? I don't think I'd want to do that. That's creepy. What is it? Th- I forget what they do. They take your blood and then, like, inject pokey with it, sort of? Is that they, what like, it is? clean it and I think re-inject you with it or something. Yeah. I don't know about that. Seems strange. <laughs> I'd rather Let's just roll my face with ice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not against it because I'm also doing it. <laughs> so nice. Feels good though. What do we have today? I'm like so lost because I'm so what distracted. Do we have? By... I have a news. Oh, okay. Excellent. I think I have heard of this one before because okay. I'm a psychopath that likes to look up weird. <laughs> shit at one in the morning and i feel like i've come across this one before um it's an image from the 1900s and it's talking about how it potentially includes a mysterious ghost hond oh um this picture is of let's see i don't know over 10 girls they look very young Hmm. um in the 1900s hundreds hundreds (laughs) um in northern (laughs) ireland they're at a linen mill, and um, oh. I don't know why they're all standing there. I guess it's just a 
I don't know. It's like a, uh, looks like a class photo almost, but, um, weird for their work. And since November of 2020, I've seen this picture before, I swear to God, though. A terrifying and ghoulish century-old photograph that depicted a group of girls at their linen factory job um, online. People have started noticing that this photo has something super scary in it. Um, so if you look at it quick, you don't notice anything strange about it. But um, there's a girl in the photo in the second row in the far right. On her shoulder is a hand that is not attached to anyone's body. <laughs> kind of creepy. And uh, uh, all me, the girls' see. arms are folded. Like, they all have the same pose except um, one girl. She has her hand on her hip. And people are kind of arguing if it's a ghost or if it's the girl that is directly above her. Because if it is a long exposure photograph, then she could have started with her hand on her shoulder yeah. and then returned it to her arms being crossed. And because she's behind her, the blur of her hand moving wouldn't be caught because the head's blocking it. Hmm. Which I agree with, except I don't see how her arm could reach that far down. That seems yeah. like kind of a stretch because the wrist is bent. It's not like a straight line down onto her shoulder it's kind of uh -huh. like gently relaxed and and uh, like laying on her well so i mean I don't like the long exposure it. thing makes a lot of sense if somebody were to be in the picture and then they got called out of the picture yeah i just don't understand and you can i feel like there would be huh. some blur too behind her head yeah. To the, if you're looking at it to the right, I don't really see one. And, like, it really would be a stretch for her hand to be in that position. That doesn't really make sense to me. If she was bending her wrist like that, she would also be kind of herself bent over. And she's not. She's standing straight. Oh. Um, yeah, it's kind really of creepy. It's that's kind gross. of a creepy, fun picture. I like it. Um, okay, there's 15 girls in it. Um, yeah, and it's very strange. Huh. I don't really understand it. Huh. I don't know. It's weird. It is a little weird. What's fun is the uh, the person who sent it in, um, her name's Linda. She said um, that the girl with the fingers on her shoulder is actually her grandmother. Oh. So she's like, oh, that's my grandma. And it happens to be the one with the hand on her shoulder. I wonder if her grandma ever had any good ghost stories, if she was a perpetually haunted person, or if it was just there. I hope so. That's kind of mean. That's not very nice <laughs> thing to hope. <laughs> but I, like, I hope they were good ones. Oh, okay. Like, yeah. more like angels? Yeah. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. I like it. These girls are so little. They look so young. They shouldn't be working. No, oh, they're very cute probably badasses tougher mm -hmm. than me that's oh. my news it's a cool picture yeah we can maybe post a link to mm -hmm. it in the yeah chat that we'll do that it's fun we'll link to it well my news is very different <laughs> not spooky at all <laughs> but it's good because our story is genuinely crazy um True. like our main story so yes, yes. This goes along with the holiday spirit because a family in Australia were stunned when they discovered that a koala had somehow gotten into their home and taken up residence in their Christmas tree. He's, adorable. <laughs> He's so cute. <laughs> I love him. Uh, the wild visitor was reportedly found by the McCormick family when they returned to their home in the community of Coromandel Valley. 
upon noticing that their dog seemed oddly curious about the tree and that several ornaments had inexplicably inexplicably fall into the floor they took a closer look at the faux fur oh it's not even a real tree and they couldn't believe their eyes oh poor guy he's like and poor koala. Want to come he's in. Like, damn it <laughs> came all this way uh initially thinking that perhaps one of the kids was playing a joke on her by putting a stuffed animal in the tree she quickly realized that was not the case and the furry ornament was in fact a young koala the mystified mom theorized that the creature had gotten into the house at some point when they left the doors open and was likely in the residence for at least three hours before being discovered munching in vain on the tree's fake leaves no i hope they get him to a vet a subsequent call to a koala rescue organization prompted similar amazement from the group who first suspected that the odd report was a prank until they were convinced that it was real and dispatched a team to remove the animal, which put up a bit of a fight in the process from the home. The creature, uh, dubbed Daphne by the family, has become something of a viral sensation in Australia after their daughter Amanda posted a hilarious TikTok video showcasing the koala while it hung from the fake tree. It's so big in the tree and it looks he looks she looks like a stuffed animal in the tree i can see why the mom was like what are you doing children you are ridiculous he's so cute i love it what sucks is they're like supposed to be kind of stinkers like oh i know that's fine that doesn't make them a stinker they're probably just smart by not liking us but it makes Mm -hmm. me sad because i really want to just hold one forever i would love to (laughs) hold one I will carry you forever, koala. Like Yoda, right on my back. I do really like koalas. I know. I like... But I like everything. I know. I was like, is it an But animal? I do really like them. I, I like them for their fluffy ears and their cute nose. That little black nose is so cute. <laughs> All you want to do is boob it. It's so good. <laughs> I want to boob it. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I have right. a question for you that just popped in my head. Okay. Would you um <laughs> Oh god. I'm in a weird mood. Uh-oh. Would you um how do you feel about Edward Scissorhands coming on Dreamboat? Yeah. A hundred? Yeah. Oh yeah. Like big time. I've been in love with him since that movie came out. Okay. Yeah, me too. Okay. And I just wanted to know if it was just me. No. <laughs> it's not weird. Because <laughs> I reposted that picture of him today and I looked at it for a little while and I was like Yeah, he's dreamy. Yeah. He can go on Dreamboat. He is. Why? What makes him dreamy? Because he doesn't really have a huge personality or anything. And he doesn't even have hands. What can he do for me? <laughs> Cut up frutas. Yeah. <sighs> and my hair, I guess. But I don't yeah. really like his hairstyles. Well, just teach that. him modern hairstyles and he'll be great. I don't know. Would I really like him, though, if, like, I really had to go on a date with Edward Scissorhands? Would I really like whoa, it? Whoa, whoa, whoa. I think I just whoa. need him to do sit we... and just not talk to me. That's fine. I was going to say, he why probably are we... would do. Why are we going on dates with anybody on the dream Well, boat? I mean, like, I'm just thinking in general, like, I don't know. I'm really trying to think about it, okay? <laughs> I don't want to let someone on the dream boat who shouldn't be there. I think he belongs there, even if he just sits quietly and cuts up. He's the fruit cutter. Okay. He'll cut the pineapple that goes in the Dole Whip. <laughs> exactly. See? I mean, does he go? I mean. Uh... Is he part of the staff? <laughs> I mean, but really, though, what is cute about him? I don't know. Is it it's just Johnny because Depp. he's Johnny Depp? <laughs> is it young Johnny, Johnny Depp. Yeah. And his hair is pretty great. I yeah, do I do hair. like his hair. And I like that 
Is it because he has no eyebrows and it's somehow mysterious? Is that what it is? Constantly looks surprised. <laughs> See, now I'm ruining him. And I don't want to. But I'm confused by why it's confusing. <laughs> is it also because... Oh, God. I shouldn't even bring this up. Please is it do. also because there was a porno made after that? Yeah, my birthday. Edward Penis Hands? <laughs> my birthday hangout when we all watched it at my parents. And they just got a new couch and we could all fit on it. And it was so <laughs> nice. <laughs> and I remember my mom walked in and was like, you guys need anything? We were in the main living room. like off I remember we it was awkward anything. and I wanted to die inside. <laughs> and I'm totally like, <laughs> careless. <laughs> Nothing faces me. I'm such a psycho. What are you guys watching? Oh, my friend got me Edward Penis Hands. More people thought it'd be funny to watch it. Oh, okay. <laughs> Let me know if you need anything. <laughs> okay. You can watch it if you want, Mom. I don't care. There's room on this huge couch you guys just got. <laughs> I truly just don't care. It's too stressful to care about stuff like that. And guys, seriously, though, if you haven't seen that porn, that's a fun one. Oh, God, it's so weird. The girl's weird Reebok she wears and her socks are so strange. That's what stuck with me. <laughs> wow, that's, yeah, that's the weirdest thing to stick with you for that long. And I remember being very concerned that I truly didn't think that Edward Penis Hands would have just two, one for each hand. <laughs> I thought it was going to be more fingery like his scissors. <laughs> <laughs> I was. I remember being like, oh, wow. That's how the direction they went. Great. Good for you guys. Makes more sense, I guess. And they should have went the other way, though. It would have been real funny. None of it makes any sense. Man, that that snow sculpture scene. It's really magical. Something else. I sent you a picture of him that I think is one of his more endearing ones where he doesn't look quite so surprised, which is silly to me. Yeah. I don't know. I guess he would... I guess he would come on... The dreamboat. <laughs> oh my god! I think I just like extra love him because it's young Johnny Depp, and it's like right I after. Think that's it's like why. right after Crybaby, which I was like super obsessed with. It's really just because he's Johnny Depp, and he's easy to take advantage of in that movie. That's what's happening. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> you have convenient scissors for hands. You will now cut fruit. <laughs> And you do anything anyone tells you to. Love it. <laughs> oh, man. He could also do really delicious delicious shaved ice. He's on the boat. Yeah. I like it. Oh, <laughs> good. Let me go. Oh, man. I love cocktails with that with that good, like, kind of shaved ice style. The more, like, little pebbles. Mm-hmm. Little pebbly ice. Yeah. Yep. Sean wants to buy. They have an ice maker that you can buy for your countertop. It's, like, $350. That he I've, was, like, it makes I've pebble ice. It. He's been so tempted. I get it. <laughs> I do. I'm thinking maybe one year I'll get it for him, but it takes up so much counter space. I'm it's like, not. It's like worth it, but not. It, I understand this <laughs> dilemma. I really if we get it, good. we'll just have lots of drinks. With, we'll put it with in our pebble ice, our pod cave. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk about our spooky ghosts. Yeah, no more I think ice I'd or penis hands. He would be. Yeah, I'll let. One day we'll have to talk about which Johnny comes aboard. Well, that's... I don't... Maybe we need to have just, like, a Johnny 
we just go through the list <laughs> of episode. which ones yeah i don't know i don't know which one's the one i can't choose just one what if we choose multiples like a top three sure god okay hmm. a lot to think about in the coming days <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> maybe we'll discuss that on patreon That'll be our Christmas special. <laughs> oh, boy. I like it. Hmm. I okay. like this. Okay. All right. Now I'm all I'm thinking about is what characters he's playing. Okay. <laughs> I know. All I can think of a Sleepy Hollow right now. Like, oh, that's good. But that wouldn't be... I don't know if that'd be in my top three. I know. It's just his character is so goofy. Yeah, that's what throws me off. But I just huh. love the movie. I can tell you what dress. it's not. Him as the old guy with the pillowcase stuffed under his shirt from Blow. (laughs) And also, not the French guy from Tusk. (laughs) Not that guy. (laughs) Definitely not that guy. Definitely not Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas either. (laughs) Definitely not that. Definitely (laughs) near. (laughs) That's a big... (laughs) That's not happening. That will be (laughs) promptly turned around in the other direction away from our boat. Oh my goodness. Put him in like a little dinghy and be like, send him away. I'd rather him as Rango or whatever come aboard than that. Oh gosh. The wizard. I need to find all the Johnny Depp movies. Oh my god. Oh, this is all I want to talk about now. Okay. I know. All right, okay, we gotta stop. It's white. Stop, it's stop, good. stop, stop. It's gone. <laughs> okay, it's not. It's what are we talking about? about? No, what are we okay, talking about? Guys, this week we're talking ghosts. We're talking poltergeists. We're talking haunted hossas. This is supposedly one of the most documented hauntings, which is probably cool. Um, We're talking about the Cernsey poltergeist. This one was a a bitch to research. (laughs) Yeah. Right? For something that is supposed to be so well documented, there's not a lot... Like, of documents? That's like, there's no documents. <laughs> For real, dude. It's perfect. Like, what the hell? I just, uh, it was frustrating. But once we found some things, it was like, yes, yes, this is good. Because Lord. for the time, it was really well documented. There's newspapers about it, but. Like, old ass newspapers. Like, old ass, blurry, like, someone probably scanned them on microfiche like old newspaper stories Um, so you feel at home with this (laughs) yes i do (laughs) for those of you that Uh, didn't know erica did a really interesting job with microfiche for a long time (laughs) yeah quite a bit world war ii plane crashes so random about them (laughs) doodaloo (laughs) yeah why is that a song i don't know it shouldn't be Oh, um, so where should we start with this place? It, there's just so much to this story. I and then I think at the end we should discuss how we feel about it. Mm. I want to know feelings. I want to talk about our feelings. I Is it a safe space? Up. No, it's not. Oh, it's not shit. a safe space. I don't know if I can talk about my. Feelings. We should start a uh, <laughs> support group called Safe Spaces. <laughs> Which would be the South Welcome to South Bosses. <laughs> Nobody talks about anything there. Nobody feels safe. <laughs> or they talk too much. 
<laughs> or they feel so sad if they never stop talking. <laughs> I think we just jump in. I okay. kind of want to start with this quote. Okay. I don't know if it'll make sense to you, but I don't know. I feel like it's a good um, place to start. Intro into it. Yeah. So this is a quote from Alan Powell Cerncy. He is the uh, patriarch of the family. Um, this town is named after his family. So he said, a few minutes after my arrival, I saw the glass tumblers begin to slide off the slab. Oh my goodness. And the <laughs> crockery to fall. Oh my goodness. Upon the floor and break. The books began to tumble from their shelves to the floor while brick bats, billets of wood, uh, smoothing irons, biscuits, potatoes, tin pans, water buckets, pitchers, all of this shit began to fall in, that was me, began to fall in different parts of my house. There have been many other strange occurrences about my house. These facts can be established by 75 or 100 witnesses, okay? So we're talking Lots about a place that had tons of witnesses. So this is what makes this place kind of unique, I think. Um, so around 1852, Alan, who I just quoted and ad-libbed just a little bit, built his family a home on a little bit of land that was next to Macon and Brunswick railway line. Uh, the town was small and it was named after his family and the town still stands today. It's not very big. It's only about a square mile. And as of 2000, there's only, um, 2000 or sorry 237 people who live there so who knows Dang. what it is now but it's it's very tiny oh my goodness um <laughs> so he had two properties uh the main one is the one that we're going to be talking about but some things did happen at their second residence um we can talk about that later <laughs> so it was in Surrency. the house was two stories high and it was a really nice house it was l-shaped it had um uh, two rooms, one of which is used as a kitchen and one a dining room. In the main part of the house, there were four bedrooms and as many rooms underneath that. So it was a decent little size house. A big ass house, dude. Especially for then, like they did well. I mean obviously if the place is named after them, like they weren't they hurt do well. for money. <laughs> yeah. Which is also kind of funny that his wife's name is Wealthy Cerency. I thought that was so funny when I read that her that was her name. I was like, "What?" I thought that was a typo, and then I kept reading and looking into it. I'm like, "Her name really is wealthy." Um, Spelled their just like kids, you think it would be. Their kids have the some of the best and weirdest names of all time. <laughs> so there's Alan and Wealthy. They're the parents. <laughs> they had eight kids. There was Sarah, John, Millard, Samuel, Clementine. Biggio or Biggio? I'm not I'm gonna sure. I'm going to go with Biggio because I like it. <laughs> it's more fun. Robert <laughs> and Lala. Um, great. Love it. Eight kids. Do you think they Why? wanted to name her Layla, but then they just messed up with on the um, birth certificate? So it came out Lala. Lala. I don't know. I kind of don't hate it, but it is a little strange. I don't it's know. It's not as good Maybe. as Biggio. It's definitely not as good as Big E.O. What's up, Big E.O.? What's up, Biggs? I love it. Um, <laughs> uh, in the 1870s, during a census, um, there were only six of the children who lived at the house. Um, that being Millard, who was 20, Samuel, or Biggie Sammy, who was 15, Biggs, who was six, Robert, four, Clementine, 13, and Lala was eight. Um, the dad, Alan, he was... Everyone liked him. He seemed really nice. He was well-respected by everybody. He was a hard worker. I mean, he 
did well. He was well off. Um, his uh, wife, everyone liked her also. She was a like great mom. She was always um, cordial to her guests. They were like nice and normal. There, no one really had anything bad to say about them. Um, and they were always like kind of like an open door policy and let anybody who needed somewhere to stay uh, stay at their house because it was big ass big house. ass house. <laughs> exactly. Come on in, <laughs> like why not? <laughs> Um, so they were there in this house, um, their main property for 20 years before things started to go a little sideways. It was on November 17th in 1872 that Clementine was waiting by the train line for her dad, Alan, to return home. Um, this is super creepy. I hate this part because as she says, uh, the train was running late. She's just hanging out in front of the house waiting to see when she's going to hear, you know, the train approaching and see the lights off in the distance. She said it was twilight, waiting for Pa, and all of a sudden she sees this figure. It's a man that's approaching her. And she felt a little uneasy about it. So she's, like, smart and normal and not like your typical lead in a horror story and decides, I'm going <laughs> to head back to the porch of my house because this feels a little off. I don't like this figure approaching me mm -hmm. um so she gets to the steps of the front of her house and an object lands right next to her like thrown next to her which is a little creepy because she's already a little feeling off about and she's the young and alone it's just it, the whole thing's weird and she doesn't want to she's also a badass she doesn't want to appear to be like a chicken about it so she's like no i'm standing my ground i'm gonna sit back down on my ass, right here on the steps, and I'm going to look right at this son of a bitch and come at me, bro. So she does. And there's a newspaper clipping that says she, however, turned, walked back up the steps. This is, like, literally from the newspaper from 1872. I think this is really cool. And just as she reached the steps, she heard a chunk, a whizzing through the air, and it fell to the ground right near her. For fear of being laughed at for cowardice, she concluded not to mention it to the family and sat down on the steps. She looked immediately in the direction she had come but could see nothing. So figure something thrown at her, sat down, nothing there. It's a little weird. It's creepy. I wouldn't like it. Mm -mm. <laughs> I can't believe she stayed there. I would have gone inside and sat in the chair by the fire and looked out the window. I don't want to stay outside and look like, no, no thank you. <laughs> I just don't appreciate that she did that. I appreciate it, but I don't I don't like it. <laughs> I couldn't do um, it. So a few more objects land around her, and none of them hit her, but they got super duper close. Then she was like, all right, enough. I'm going inside the house. Mm -hmm. Her dad, who wasn't home yet, like I said, he hasn't arrived on the train. He has a few friends of his that are there. One's a reverend, there's a colonel, and his brother, and then a few other people. Um, she didn't even mention it to him when she walked inside, it, which is, she's just a badass. Um, yeah. She walked through the house, past all these guys, to find her mom. As she walked through the hallway that led to the kitchen, she could hear items still being thrown and landing around their property. Oh my god, gross. So they're called brick bats, which I guess are like little pieces of, you know, bricks. And they started coming down, like, from all around the house, just, you could hear them landing and hitting. Um, and her dad's friends, who were all hanging out in the kitchen, they started to notice this now, too. And they all looked around. They couldn't find anybody who was causing this. 
Then it gets a whole other level up, which is pans, pots, everything in the kitchen, like cutlery. It all starts flying about the room. So in a short amount of time, like things are getting like amped up way fast. Really, really fast. Yeah. It's creepy. So like literally everything is just moving everywhere now in the kitchen. It's like out of paranormal activity. Um, so it started outside. Now it's in the kitchen. And then it starts to go into the entire property, like every room. Um, Sticks started to fall from the ceiling. There were photos falling over. Um, And then Mr. Cernsey. That was the weird thing. Sticks would appear because it's not like their house had a stick roof. So sticks would just appear and then fall to the floor. Things would kind of like um, like portal in. Yeah, more or less. Yeah, it's really odd. So finally, her dad, Alan, Mr. Cernsey, is home. It's around nine o'clock, so it's late. And his family and his family friends and his friends are still there. And he considers them to be people he can, um, he's not like, oh, these are just, it's my crazy brother. He's a drunk. Ignore him. (laughs) It's not me and Liana hanging out when he gets home is basically what I'm saying where he's like, no, I don't know if I've chosen these girls. It's like people he trusts. One of them's a freaking reverend. I was going to say, one of them's a reverend, the other one's a colonel. Like, no. (laughs) Like, okay, maybe I'll listen. So he's like probably jet lagged from his train ride. And <laughs> everyone's talking about, well, I mean, you know what I mean. Train line. And he's like, what the fuck's happening? So he is like, okay, I trust what's happening. I'll listen. And then he starts seeing it. The weird sticks and pieces of bricks that are just like falling out of thin air. It's happening with him there. <laughs> I can't imagine how fucking weird that would be. That's so crazy. <laughs> Um, so he starts also seeing, and this is the quote I was reading when he arrives that I let in with, is that glass tumblers are sliding off. He starts seeing, like, their photos. It's literally everything is, anything that can be moved and isn't nailed down is now moving about his house. Mm -hmm. Um, there is pieces of wood, biscuits, food, water buckets, like the quote I said. It's just fucking everything is moving everyone can't sleep they stay up all night and they just keep seeing everything until the reverend is like nope i've had enough deuces jesus is with me i love you guys bless this house i'm on my horse bye 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 (laughs) like the man of god leaves which i find kind of funny like he should be the one like i will exercise this i got you nope he's audi 5000 um so the dad starts to become concerned which is smart And he can even be in his right mind during all of this that I have things that are flammable. I need to get them out of the house ASAP. So he does. Um, And not long after that, those, like, containers of the liquid that's flammable being removed, um, then one container fell from the ceiling and smashed on the floor. So this comes up later on in the story, too. There's a lot of things, like, that appear out of nowhere. There's things that are in rooms that are locked, that will then suddenly appear in a room downstairs and mm-hmm. the door is still locked from where the object came. So it's like, how is this getting here? Because this room's locked upstairs and I just put it in there and now you're telling me it's in the kitchen before I arrive in there? Like, Mm-mm. I don't know. It's really weird. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about it. So that was one of the first instances where they saw something from an object from a room turning up 
back where it was or somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And it continued through the night and all the way until October 19th. So it's been d- weeks of this happening. So Alan's younger brother had been called to come over and witness this stuff himself because it's a pretty tall tale to hear. And then sure. one time uh, he was sitting, he actually took notes and stuff. He got to see a book slide out. There was like a giant stack of books and it slid out from like the near the bottom. Right. <laughs> Just so kind of like, like book poof. stacked <laughs> and one like Jenga comes out. <laughs> and it came and it didn't just like flop out it like arced high and like about six feet across and like landed just softly on the floor Ew! it's so weird do you know what that is that's fucking some ghost hand pulling the book out Jenga maybe style, they should have read the lifting book. it up and then patoo well no it was like a i'll let you go ahead go ahead you go well ahead. <laughs> so he puts it back on the shelf and then it comes out again and then he calls wealthy Wealthy? That's her name? Mm-hmm. That yeah. Mrs. Serency. Mrs. Serency. I like calling her by her first name. Then I feel like we're more on... <laughs> we're you friends. Know, we're good friends. Uh, <laughs> so he tells Wealthy, and she's like, yeah, I've actually had to put that back uh, several times today. Um, and it's always the same book, which is a quarto volume of Walker's Dictionary. I know. I want to look into this book. I haven't had time to yet. Have you? No, no, I haven't. Because it's like, what's the significance behind this? I don't know. I was busy reading all the uh, newspaper articles because it was kind of cool to see old articles from it was really cool. 1800s. Yeah, it is really cool. Um, so it was always that same book. And the incidents just started back up again that afternoon. And by this time... Their friends, their neighbors were coming over to witness everything because they were just like, what the hell is going on? I'm sure they could hear stuff. Yeah, their house is blowing up. (laughs) (laughs) Like, legitimately. There was so much crap going on that the people didn't even know where to start in their house. They're like, do I go to the kitchen? Do I go to the bedrooms? Like, where, where should they even look? Because like Erica was saying before, there were chairs and clothes and shoes all tumbling around. And it reminds me of that scene in Poltergeist where, like, they open up the door to the kid's bedroom and there's just shit circling. Just all kinds of crap just going in a circle. I can't. It's just, this is so weird. This is such a weird, I love it. So this is a direct quote. The incidents were described as a, quote, veritable witch or unseen devil's hand throwing the items about. So they were actually floating around, like, flying. So you couldn't see where they had come from. So if, like, a pan, like, flew out of nowhere, you wouldn't know where it came from. Well, what's weird about it, too, is it's not like, I kind of just said this, but it's not like, it's not like it's, um, okay, if there's like a pan on a table, it's not like it just, everything is always just something sliding off and falling. Mm -hmm. They're saying things are levitating and then being thrown. Or they don't see where they're even coming from because they shouldn't be in that room. (laughs) It's just so, because there's something so much creepier. Like, if I have to see something in my house move i want to see it just like slide and fall i don't Mm want to see the cup get picked up and levitated and then thrown that's weird because now it's like your brain is starting to try to process a hand holding this a person standing there the hand is at this height does that mean it's a guy is it a girl is this a kid like is it a ufo angrily i just like it's hovering erica the stuff is hovering hovering. nope i said levitated (laughs) it's hovering (laughs) i'm okay with levitation (laughs) 
So this is what you were talking about before. Even items that were in a locked little thingy were being seen to be thrown around the house even when that little bureau drawer remained locked. So something from a locked drawer is floating around, but the drawer is still locked. How did that happen? Nobody knows. I don't like so it. So then, of course, something like this can't stay under wraps because what else is there to do? They don't have any entertainment. Of course, the newspapers started to hear about it. And then they even sent a reporter. So Alan was working outside and he just was like, go ahead. Go inside. The daughter, they just say his daughter, so they don't say which one. So his daughter takes the reporter into the house and says, just hang out. Wait, something will happen. So she shows them the remains of some of the things that were scattered around the house because I'm sure that they got tired of cleaning stuff up at that point where they're like, (laughs) I clean this up and then it levitates and then flies back out of wherever I put it. Forget it. And she has eight kids. I can't even. Mm -hmm. I can't. (laughs) So as the reporter is talking to Alan's daughter, they hear this crazy sound in the next room. And then she proceeds to tell him that it was like some bricks that had been thrown. And it was one of many that had been thrown. So they investigate. And as they report or they approach the room, a heavy pint glass, like the saloon type, goes flying past their heads and smashes against the floor. And I guess it landed with such force that it took a considerable amount of strength to wrench it out because I guess it pieces of it went into the floor. Then an iron was also thrown into the room and they were told that Mr. Surrency had attempted to go to bed at three o'clock the night before only to have bricks fall so intensely around him that he couldn't sleep as I can't imagine you would even try no. So afterward, like the, the reporter leaves and of course the news begins to spread. And this is how we got our newspaper articles. Another reporter, a guy named Mr. Linda Struth, <laughs> Linda Struth <laughs> was sent uh, to the I house. I like he's a reporter and he has truth in his name. It's kind of fun. Linda Struth. <laughs> Do you think he changed his name? I think it was a calling. Hmm. Okay. That makes sense. <laughs> Uh, So he and two other men, Mr. Mason and Mr. James Campbell, arrived at the house before sunrise. That's crazy. I imagine them like the guys from um, that movie I love, Insidious. I imagine the two guys that are with the lady when they come to investigate the house when I was reading this. I imagine them. That's awesome. (laughs) Which I enjoy. That's who it is. That's That's their ancestors. Yeah. (laughs) So they found the house in total darkness, but the front door was unlocked. So they let themselves in and they found that the room had a smoldering fire in the grate. So they got that fire going and they just waited, which is so weird to me that they were just like, I'll just go inside because I got here before sunrise. Like part of me gets it because of the circumstance where it's like they're trying to find like out if this is a hoax or not yeah so they probably saw it as like a an opportunity to take advantage yes an opportunity to take advantage of where everyone's asleep so let's Mm -hmm. see if things happen when the house isn't aware of us being downstairs sure Sure. that i get any other circumstance i'm like it's kind of weird guys get out of the house (laughs) So they just waited for the family to get up, but nothing really happened while they were still sleeping. They heard a couple of taps on the walls, and a couple of times they heard some heavy thuds. They think that maybe as if somebody had fallen out of bed. Which is kind of strange. I know. Like, who just falls out of bed? (laughs) Many, multiple times. I know. And if I'm falling out of bed, I, odds are, I'm going to just be like... Fuck it, I'm just gonna, gonna get up. in the kitchen. Yeah. yeah. Why like, would I go back to I would come downstairs. <laughs> like... Can you imagine 
rolling out of bed. I would be so traumatized. Thud, roll out of bed. And then just being like, oops, get back in. <laughs> Nothing happened. Nothing Nobody does it. that. Nobody. It's weird. No. Oh, so Alan woke <laughs> up eventually, said hi to the dudes, and was like, oh, yeah, all that stuff is real. He tells him the full story. And while he's talking about it, he talks about the clock and the hands starts what with this clock uh what hmm? there's a lot that happens with this yeah this, this clock, clock is has, a weirdo it's like a it's got a personality yes um so the hands start spinning wildly when he when it starts again wait hold on he mentions about the clock and the hand spinning wildly when it just decides to start again doing exactly that at an immense speed uh the Guys claim that it is five hours every minute, so it's really like those hands are really working. And it was a thirty-eight, a thirty-hour wait clock. I'm not sure what that means, but so it's like I don't know about the thirty-hour part, but it's one of the clocks that has like the pendulum and it's weighted. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it. Okay, it's moving because like that way. You know, it's not like Mm -hmm. a wound-up clock. It's a pendulum. Which is strange. It shouldn't be doing that. <laughs> no. And super random, but one of the the reporter was actually a watchmaker by profession because back in the day everybody had like multiple things that they did, I guess. <laughs> and yep. so he's like, Well fuck it, I'll just take this clock apart and he uh yeah, looked for like, anything Let me check weird. It out. Yeah, so I'm he looked see if at it's suspicious. it. He said he found nothing to explain what could have caused this. And he even checked for magnets. But when he looked at his own pocket watch, he found it to be running perfectly fine. So he set the time so for them running. because he's a gentleman. And it and moving kept, on its own. Yeah. Well, it's it kept gross. the correct time until they left. And then it went back to being shitty. <laughs> <laughs> but nothing else occurred until 17 minutes to 12 when a pair of scissors jumped from the table to the chair. The reporter was sitting in the chair when a brick bat, one of those little tiny brick things, uh, fell, right beh- or fell right beside him. And it fell so fast and hard, oh my goodness, oh my goodness. that it broke in two. <laughs> so oh when he touched it, so he picked it up oh because he was like, what? And it was hot. Oh my goodness. So hot. Uh, so both Lindestrith and Mason then attempted to break this little brick bat by throwing it on the floor. So they tried to recreate it. Yeah. They couldn't do it. Uh, it stayed in one piece. So he put the little piece on the windowsill to take it home, only to have it fall right in front of him and break into again. He decided, he I'm not going to take it home. <laughs> Fuck this shit. It's staying in your weird-ass ghost house. Good day. I bid you adieu. Do not want ghost brick. Thank you. No. So at about 12, a smoothing... So an ironing... An iron uh, left six feet across the room and laid it on the floor. They put it back. And these are like old-ass irons, okay? Those these are, are like heavy. dumbbell, like... It's like cast legit. iron. Cast iron. They're yeah. not irons. They're... No iron this is like a 20 pound <laughs> iron um so they put it back where it belonged and it was like fuck you i'm flying again so went for a fly and then he noted that it was hot but he said it could have just been warmed by the fire so not like the brick bat so they decided mm. that all right let's eat now and as they sat there <laughs> how do you eat here how could you eat because you know what i would be thinking the whole time is no knives in this house i don't want any knives in this house I don't want to sit here and eat. Only spoons. Only spoons. Not even forks. No I don't want forks. forks. 
I don't want knives, no forks, no scissors, no irons, no like iron pokers. I don't want sewing kits around. I can't hang. I don't want anything that can stab my flesh. Oh my goodness. <laughs> this next part made me laugh and it reminded me of another story we've talked we talked about. But uh so they all oh. so they decided we're gonna eat now. And as they were sitting there, an ear of corn <laughs> fell between <laughs> Mr. Campbell and Mail Wealthy. It. <laughs> and it split it in half and scattered That's her corn. Calling card. It was her. I know. She <laughs> did it. She was there because it scattered corn all around the room. <laughs> She'd be like, Wealthy! <laughs> Your daddy's a bitch, Wealthy! <laughs> Clementine, all you dumb kids! <laughs> You'll never have gone! <laughs> Not like Betsy. Not like Betsy. <laughs> I'll be right back. Gotta go. Gotta go switch the clock. Bye. <laughs> uh, I couldn't read that. I can't see the word corn now. Or not think Bell Witch. Uh, so then later in the day, more corn came out. The Bell Witch came back. It fell and it hit. Whoever, uh, Mrs. Burns, she's probably like a one of their servants or one of their friends or somebody because they had mm-hmm. servants. It fell hitting her, who and she had a baby in her arms. Mean ghost. Bellwitch yes. has got an attitude. Yep. So after dinner, more people turned up, and there were at, there were at least ten people in the front room because everybody's like, yeah, we want to see this ghosty shit. So they're all just sitting there waiting, and then... From the ceiling, a chamber glass. I'm assuming, does that mean chamber a toilet? Pot? Does that, or do they or mean a like a glass. mirror? Is it like, like a mirror that you have in your chamber? Smashed to pieces. I don't know. Bathroom glass. What would chamber that mean? Chamber glass. Chamber glass. I don't know. I'm, you search that and you get some weird ass goggles. Splash guard. Okay. Yeah, those are. um, Oh, so they like suction onto your eyes, so that your eyes uh, moisture chamber goggles. That's not what I was searching for. Old school things. No, those are new. That's modern. Okay. I was like, why would they use that? Who knows? But they who knows? It would work then too. No. So chamber glass could be a pot. Could be a mirror. I don't know. Um, And it smashed to pieces in the middle of the room. So all of this fun was happening in the parlor. So the cook had to deal with something that Erica didn't want to deal with, which was nope. knives being thrown around with pots and pans. And remember, pots and pans were not light. They were all cast iron at that time. All cast iron. These are heavy, <laughs> heavy, 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 heavy. We have a cast iron pan that I want to use all the time, but it's just so heavy that I can't. I'm like, I it can't sucks. do it. I want to use it. I mean, you're, it's weights. Like, you're working out with dumbbells. <laughs> it's basically what it is. So at this point, people were super stoked to come and see the ghost. And they're right by the railroad, so everyone can just hop on and hop off and come see it. Drunk train. Everybody come over. (laughs) Oh my god, I would go. You know we would be there. The reporter said that on Sunday alone, 500 people had come to visit. That's so many people. Keep in mind, too, Mr. Cernsey, this gets, we can talk about it more later, but just a little thing to keep in mind now he's not charging he's not making money for this all these people that have come over to his house up to this point the reporters and whatnot 
No one is charged. It's Uh all free. These meals they're serving them while they're there for a few days, every single little thing, free. He's never charging. He refuses it. He does not want any money handed over to him. He's not making money off this. This isn't a, like, Amityville horror thing where they also have a side hustle where they're trying to sell paintings. This (laughs) is not his deal. He's making no moolah. None of it. He's, in fact, losing money because he's putting up all these, boarding all these people. people. He is losing money, which I find just very interesting. So, okay. And actually, this is where I was talking about it. So I can just skip that because I already said it. Mm-hmm. Um, so November rolls around. The haunting is still going on. Clementine, the daughter who kind of kicked all of this off with the weird figure while she was waiting for her <laughs> dada, states that when she was making her little bed upstairs, she shut the door and heard a commotion only to find that all of the bedding that she had just tucked in and made look all cute was now in a pile. <laughs> so pissed <laughs> like off the bed which is super super rude oh, which God, also so has very bell witchy vibes like just to be a, like a dick about it mm-hmm. um and this was the first time this had happened um another time something similar like the bed sheets being moved was a set of candlestick molds that wealthy had just put into a pot of water cuz she's like molding candles i guess i'm not really sure how it works but she's crafting and Mm -hmm. (laughs) she just stuck these things into a pot of water and that was suddenly on a bed upstairs also so she's got her craft bucket of water going on it's now upstairs it's just upstairs i'd be so she's not they were in the kitchen now they're in another room Mm -hmm. it doesn't make sense there's no way someone would have taken these molds out that she's working on and then taken them upstairs and no one was seen moving it. Mm-mm. It's super weird. I don't like it. Um, window panes, which is break for no reason, I guess, because they're being slammed up and down because they did move a lot. <laughs> so poltergeist. <laughs> um, on one night in particular, this part... Uh, Um, There was a straightening iron. I think they mean that that's Just a normal iron. Like that you poke firewood with. Like, you know, like your poker. That's what I assume it is. Oh, I assume they meant like a legitimate iron. Oh, it could be that too. Press your shirts. Oh, but didn't they call that a smoothing iron? Oh, yeah. Maybe that... Maybe they're the same thing? So there's a night in particular. This is a not good night. Mm -mm. Um... A big old piece of iron struck one of the youngest sons in the back. He's sleeping and is just full-blown wailed on, okay? Horrible. It really, really hurt him. And this piece of iron wasn't even in the same room as him. Um, It was downstairs. So it, like, honed in on him and it was, like, I'm coming for you. (laughs) Like, before it was okay because it was just stuff being thrown about. I mean, okay, the corn was, like, the first step (laughs) attacking people. (laughs) But they they kind of advanced quickly. They went from corn to an iron. And and their shots missed sometimes. Like, a lot of them were, like, fell close to me or nearby me, um, Mm -hmm. but didn't inflict any kind of, like, wound. Mm -hmm. This didn't. This 
came for him. Um, and one of the servants also got hit by a bottle. It kind of grazed them and then struck the wall. And at this time, one of the nurses was holding the baby who, this thing was relentless. It didn't care. Didn't care if you were a baby. Didn't care if you were Mr. Cernsey. It just didn't give a shit. Really hated the fam. Mm-hmm. Um, so Alan, Mr. Cernsey, he started relaying more stories to other reporters regarding the disturbances with this friggin' clock. It's constantly being reset, and it kept time correctly for a little bit, but at one o'clock, the hour hand stood still while the minute just went round and round and round and round. Um, resetting it again, and at half past seven, instead of standing still, it started out at 12 times its normal speed. The reporter, it wasn't like our previous reporter who knew a thing or two about clocks, but it did. he did look, mm-hmm. and everything looked to be in order. Um, after they inspected it, similar to the other time, it decided to work fine while he was there until sure. he left, um, mm. which is kind of strange. Um, so Wealthy and her daughter Clementine left the house because they had enough of this shit, mm-hmm. and when they left... It followed them to their neighbors, no. the Pattersons, which sucks. So this is from a newspaper clipping um, from November 20th, 1872. Mrs. Cernsey and her daughter did leave home during the week. They went to Mrs. Patterson's with the intention of remaining there, and as soon as they got there, the identical proceedings enacted at Mr. Cernsey's began at Mr. Patterson's and ceased at the Cernsey's as soon as they left. Oh. So. They left the house with the commotion, went to the neighbors, commotion followed, and was no longer at the main house. Hmm. They stayed, they remained at the Pattersons for a few hours, and not wishing to have their household goods so badly destroyed, determined to return home. Mrs. Cernsey remained at Mrs. Patterson's and her, sorry, Miss Cernsey remained at Mr. Patterson's hmm. and her mother returned. As mm. soon as she arrived home about sunset, the very same things happened again. So Clementine stayed. The mom went home. They followed the mom is what it's saying. So, um, okay, mom is haunted. Peeps be yeah. haunted. These strange things have never happened except where Mrs. Cernsey was present and always ceased when she left. And it is very clear, hmm. assuming okay. it to be from a supernatural source, that she is the medium through which it acted. She stated to us that she had never been mesmerized, never saw a mesmerist or spiritualist <sighs> that she knows of. And she has never read a work of spiritualism and has never thought of it. So she's saying, I don't know why it likes me. I haven't done anything interested things yeah this is a weird one Uh, mr cernsey claimed this was false but um there was a report that a pig walked into their parlor and when followed (laughs) out it just straight up (laughs) disappeared um and also a captain burns who was attending uh was staring at the iron waiting for it to move he complained that he could do with some whiskey, and then, poof, it appeared right next to him. He had filled his glass, and then the bottle disappeared. He hadn't noticed as he was so intent on the object on the floor. The, um, like, how do you not notice that? I don't know. But What? Alan said this was bullshit. This didn't happen. There's no pig that disappeared, whatever, and there's no whiskey glasses getting filled. Our so ghost is not are... chill AF. I was like, She's the a ghost dick. is a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> or he. They. Who yeah. knows? Um, so, in 1905, it's been a bit, 
Mm -hmm. uh, a reporter decided to um, track down their son. Um, at this time, one of their sons. He's uh -huh. about 51 years old when this interview took place. Jeez. And the reporter, <laughs> they had a lot to <laughs> listen to. Um, the son told them that he thinks it started with the mom. Um, mm -hmm. He claims okay. that their mom was in her sewing room. Mm -hmm. She heard a noise and was like, I don't really care. It's a creaky mm -hmm. house. I have eight kids. Whatever. There's noises all the time. Sure. She continued sewing. Then it got louder. She looked up. She saw a pitcher that was in a bowl on the washstand rocking backwards and forwards. Hmm. That's enough for her to get up. She checked it out. She didn't see string or wire because she thought maybe it's my kids trying to mess with me. Be a little shits. Yep. And then she saw there was nothing. House was empty. No one's around. No strings. No wires. Hmm. She sat back down, tried to get her sew on, and then <laughs> decided <laughs> that it was too good to be true. Uh, the ghost did because she legit, I just don't understand this. This picture. <laughs> what? All this happened. The picture is straight up picked up. Mm -mm. It hovers. Gross, a couple mm. of inches, oh my mm -hmm. goodness, and banged, oh my goodness, back <laughs> down. Okay, huge mm -hmm. pitcher, up, <laughs> down, up, down, up, down, oh my goodness, a few times. <laughs> then, I just don't understand, it was lifted up and placed carefully down on the nightstand. And <sighs> the bowl lifted and smashed at the floor to her feet. Mm, so it's mm -mm. like, look, this is a cool party trick. No, fuck you. And then crash on the floor. <laughs> the smaller pieces uh, of the set were then flung at her feet. The pitcher then picked up again and the water was poured out OG style onto the carpet in front of her. Before so then it was angrily thrown on the floor. So, oh. I mean, that's like something that is playing with you. It's like baiting you almost to be like, wait, is this something kind of miraculous and cool that I'm watching? And then it just blew it's up like, in front of me. Psych, her. no, hate I you. I hate you. <laughs> um, <laughs> so this was the first instance. The son then goes on to say that they were at the dinner table when the door to the dining room started moving closed, and I hate it. Mm. I don't like doors when they move slowly. I, I don't, don't know, know about it. It's so ominous. You know what's even creepier, though, is when they move slow and then shut really hard. I've seen yeah. videos of that, and I don't like that either. Because this mm -mm. is kind of similar, where it's like, mm -hmm. oh, it's kind of almost magical, and I'm not sure if I should be scared. And then it... You're like, oh, look, at, oh, look at it. <laughs> <laughs> then he says he remembers hearing his mom say, that was done by the wind. Uh... Poor mom. <laughs> She's just trying to hold it together. <laughs> I was gonna say she's just trying her best to pretend that it's not her. happening yep, it's the wind he said it's she said it quietly happening. too like it's the wind it's okay. um so as soon as she had said those sad sad words um the door was flung open to its previous position two windows Ooh. then opened suddenly and started to raise up and down in quick succession it was super duper violent, and then it stopped. A number of small panes were broken. So it's like up and down, up and down, stop, and, and it like, broke. Ha -ha. And it was so much force. Um, and then from that point on, they got worse, he said. 
Um, he said people were often splashed in the face by tea or coffee or soup. Um, <gasps> oftentimes so scalding them. And then my favorite, the knives, the forks, everything was being thrown. Even so much so that if you were holding a fork in your hand, it would, while you're holding it, get twisted out of shape. Heck so no. you were holding it and actually seeing these things contort while you're holding it. Um, the tablecloth had even been pulled and scattering everything everywhere. So that's a lot of, again, a lot of power and forces being taken mm-hmm. into this. It used to be that things were only in the mother's bedroom, but it just went everywhere. And like we've been saying, it was mm-hmm. not just her room, but he says it started there. Um, some of the younger kids were hit often by falling furniture and <sighs> mirrors, and they had broken bones. Oh, no. And this is the incident that I thought, this is the worst one in my opinion. Um, mm-hmm. this, t- this took place in February. Um, he said he had walked into the hall and saw his older brother sitting at the table. A fire was flickering in the fireplace, and to his surprise, it's called an Andy iron or an and iron. I'm not sure which way you say it, Hmm, but I'm assuming it's extremely heavy and made of iron. Um, it was raised in the air and started to pick up speed so remember, it's being lifted up and then gains speed and is heading right for his brother's head. Uh. The poor guy sprung to his feet super fast, bleeding like crazy, while John grabbed the thing that struck him, this mm-hmm. big piece of iron, this iron poker thing, and attempted to basically save his brother from being hit again Mm -hmm. um so while he's holding on to this it is pulled so hard from his hands oh my goodness and it's now free will and starts wailing on his brother again um he's screaming at his brother to run run for your life this is these are all quotes if you stay here you will be killed and i cannot help you so the brother ran and this thing followed him outside and struck him to the point that he was now unconscious. Once he was unconscious, the thing floated right back to where it was originally sitting. That sounds like something that would happen in like a cartoon. Totally. Not real life. So that's when they had enough. They moved to that second property that we spoke of at the beginning of this. They Must only be really nice. They took their clothes. They didn't take a lot because... They probably didn't even have that much anyway because everything got broken. (laughs) Broken. And also their other house was furnished, so they said they didn't really need to, but they just took their clothes. What's really sad is while they're doing this, their brother is, like, super beat up, concussed probably, and it took him a really, really long time to get better. He got so sick, like, he had a fever, which means he was probably dealing with an infection. Mm -hmm. It almost killed him. Um... So for about 10 days, they were happy at their second property that was away from this home. And then it started again, and it was worse. They eventually left that property, and Alan, Mr. Cernsey, he built a new house for them. And those two houses were empty forevermore, basically. (laughs) Because remember, this is really 
big deal. We've had tons of reporters and tons of articles written about mm-hmm. it. Everyone knew about this house. Nobody wanted it. And I can't really say I blame them. He no. died, the dad, in 1877, and his wife died in 1899. But after they left, there were no more apparitions seen or voices heard. So something oh. that I think is really frustrating is some people have gone on to say that it was the one of the maids or like servants there Mm -hmm. because there's one in specific i don't remember her name but like she claimed that it was her the one of the servants yeah she said it was her Mm -hmm. which is fine like it could be like she could have thrown things maybe she was pissed off at them i was like hey i'm gonna sneak in a brick here and there and throw it at him too if you're a servant you're probably not living a very nice life and are they actually servants or were they slaves because this is georgia Mm -hmm. ah here it is so there's another haunting atlanta in 1875 um it was a couple years after this one and it was uh with a mr john mcmillan Mm -hmm. he said i've solved it i know what's happened here let me just lay it all out for you he said that um, one of the servants who was also working at the Surrency house, he claimed that he watched her and saw her conceal a little piece of brick um, like in her pocket and throw it. Um, and because of that, she was apprehended on, and on fear of being dealt with by the law, she's like, I, I did it. I did it. I'm the, I'm the person. Please huh. don't punish me. So to me, this is bullshit. Yeah, that's... That's just a way for her to get out of so it. So what if she's carrying something on her? I would, too, if I were a chick in the 1800s, and especially if I was someone who was, like, working under somebody in conditions like that. No yeah. way. I'd want a little weapon on me, too, to bash <laughs> someone in the head with. I a think brick. that's smart. Mm-hmm. That's prob- Maybe that's not why she had it, but I think that way, and mm-hmm. I'm... No. She's just trying not to be punished, and I can't say I blame her for just trying to look out for herself. I don't Mm -hmm. think she caused all of these things at this house. That's insane. She can't be everywhere all the time and make things appear, and how is she making a clock move? That doesn't make sense. Mm -mm. No. No. This was... That's crap. There's um, too much. If, there's too much unexplained for for one person to be no, the cause it's not of all her. Of this. And even if all of them were in on it together, I still don't. I just I don't, don't think so. I don't understand how they can make that stuff happen, especially just, with all those people watching. And I can't, I can't see somebody trying to throw something at a baby, even if you hate the family with everything. I would yeah. still not hurt the baby. Nope, it's not the baby's fault. No. Um, if you're thinking of visiting. These houses, they're no longer there. Shocker, they burnt down because they're haunted. (laughs) Satan lives there and he wanted to burn them down. So the part that is the weirdest to me is Mm -hmm. for me, it all started with the daughter when she saw that weird figure. But then it followed the mom. So it must have been one entity haunting them then. And it was that person and he jumped in. I read a few comments about people that knew people that lived there or relatives um, that that came from that area or whatever. There were some rumors that either Wealthy or Alan was into the paranormal or they were into black Mm. magic or some baloney. There was never any proof of that, but that was like their only 
explanation for them maybe okay that happened to them i don't know i didn't see that but that's i like it good for them i bet they regretted it though (laughs) that's true um i love this haunting i think it's wild that so many people witnessed it yeah it's just i feel like there's a little bit of truth to everything and Mm -hmm. i think when you factor in the witnesses and you factor in that they didn't profit off of this and they didn't want to profit off of it Mm -hmm. that's a big part actively like shooed money away and lost money on it and they moved and he like built this house and why would you want to leave it you know and and he and destroy and all of like your possessions the namesake of this town too he doesn't want to look like an ass like he has friends of like you know kind of like higher status and mm-hmm. whatever it's like i feel like he only has things to lose mm-hmm well, and what I was trying to say is that they also they destroyed all of their possessions in that house. Why yeah. would you, why would you do that? Not only are you losing money from putting up people, but you're also destroying everything in your house and endangering your family. And who's gonna hit? Like, I mean, I like in the kid getting hit. I know with I, the iron. Ugh. I don't know. I don't know. It's a weird one. Maybe real. I like it. I'm saying from a one to a ten. Mm-hmm. In terms of realness, I'm giving it a 8.5. Oh, I'll agree with that, especially given that it kind of ties in the Bell Witch mm-hmm. with her corn. It's got very <laughs> similar feelings. The only mm-hmm. difference, I mean, and it's weird that when he passed, it stopped, which is like Mr. Bell. Mm-hmm. See? That's weird. It's the Bell Witch. She just travels. She took the train. And, and that <laughs> was what happened. Train. She got she she got off the ghost train, threw rocks at the kid, and was like, "I'm gonna throw corn at your family and bricks." And I wonder. Fires. We should look at the dates later and see when it stopped there. If it if it lines up, I swear to God, <laughs> I'll lose my my mind. This started. In the 1870s, Bell Witch Haunting happened in... 1872 is when this started. Huh. The Haunting and Bell Witch happened in 1817. For how long? Mm. When did it stop? 1817 to 1821. And then she came back like 10 years later, right? She returned. And then she returned again. So maybe she just goes on vacation, fucks off on a train to some other town, fucks up another town, and then comes back. The point is, it was after. Mm-hmm. Which means it's... We have not ruled it out. I mean, were there trains from Tennessee to Georgia at that point? Probably. I mean, you probably had to take multiple trains. Were but... there caves nearby? Possibly. I don't know Georgia's <laughs> landscape. <laughs> I know if there was one. Bellwitch would find it. <laughs> wow, weird. Uh-huh. Interesting. Should we spin the wheel? Oh my god. Yum. <laughs> oh, should we do a Christmassy one? Should we talk about the true basis of Christmas? <laughs> oh, we could. Yeah, that'd be fun. Okay, guys, like we're that. not spinning the wheel. Just kidding. Ha 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 ha. We'll do something cool <laughs> this time. Yeah. Uh, we're going to talk about the true origins of Christmas. Yes. 
The true one. Also known as Yule. Not Christmas. <laughs> I love it. I'm excited. <laughs> Me too. We're gonna crush your Christmas dreams. I'll make them even better. Depends on what you wanna Sean hear. was like, what do you mean? Yeah, he was a little confused. Because he was like, what do you mean? Christmas isn't... I was like, uh, the tree? No. The star? Mm-mm. Uh-uh. No. The star is that awesome Rebirth? star that's gonna be happening on... No. I've got some feelings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll stop talking. talking about then. That'd be fun. I say we <laughs> ruin Christmas and mm. make it cooler mm-hmm. for everyone while yes. drinking festive drinks. <gasps> I have almond nog. I'll have to fill it with stuff. But I also I have spice cider. Stuff. Oh my god! Ah. <laughs> I also have spice cider, so maybe I'll do that. Ooh. Yum 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 yum. Love. What do you put in spice cider, like alcohol-wise? Is that whiskey? I don't know if I can do that. I would do, yeah, yeah, typically that's what you would do. No, no. I mean, we'll figure it out. I believe we can do it. What's that <laughs> stuff called? The cinnamon liqueur? What's that shit called? Oh, um, uh. Not Goldschlager. Fireball. <laughs> yes. Oh, it's like one of <laughs> them. Oh, that's the other one that Brittany and I used to drink. It was called Hot Damn. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I remember that name. I love that name. I'm going to buy a bottle of that just because it's fun. I'm going to do that. I approve. All right, guys. Join us (laughs) next week when we ruin Christmas. Yay. Yay. I'm so excited about this. (laughs) Me too. I like ruining things for people. (laughs) That's probably a good time. Well, this is the Night Guys podcast. I'm Liana. I'm Erica. Okay. Bye. Bye.